Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we discuss episode 10. Timing is everything. On the Hills. In our series, The Hills Have Size. This is the season finale of season one. Yep. And oh, what a season finale it was. Yeah, shorter than we both expected, but yeah. full of good stuff. Action-packed. But yeah, I, I, I feel like it was less than 20 minutes long. Yeah. Or maybe it just flew by because it was so... Captivating? Captivating. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, so in the recap from last week, they actually mentioned that Whitney got an internship with Teen Vogue in New York. New York. And I mm-hmm. feel like we didn't actually hear that in episode nine, but it was in the recap. Because in oh. episode nine, Whitney says, well, I've got to find a job for the summer. And we both commended her on it. You're right. You're, I was in the recap. And yes, we sure did not hear that. Liar, liar, pants on fire. It kind of reminds me of Arrested Development when they would do like the fake recaps <laughs> yeah. of the, next, of the ne- previous episode. Yeah. Maybe that's what MTV is doing. Yep. And then uh, there's like a little scene of Lauren and Jason talking about how they want to get a beach house. And Jason says, it'll be nice to do our own thing. And they're stronger than ever. They're stronger, stronger than ever. Stronger than ever. As yep. br- like Britney Spears, stronger than yesterday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so we jump right to it, and we are at Teen Vogue. Well, no, I want to talk about oh. the beach house first because they have the conversation. Okay. At the Malibu beach house that they're contemplating allegedly renting, they can imply that they're going to rent it for the summer. Yeah. Now that. Fucking beach house would rent for $20,000 a month if it would rent for a nickel. No kidding. So where these two fools would get $60,000... And I'm sorry, MTV is not ponying up that much money. So I actually think that it may be Jason's grandparents or parents... Because Meredith had told me previously that Jason's grandparents are super loaded. So maybe it's their beach house... Because, I mean, they're just, I'm sorry. They the can't. other possibility is that because the house is pretty big, maybe they're splitting it with several other people. I'm just that, that's that was, But, I mean, it seems like it's just them, right? It's just an option. And also, Lauren's dad works in real estate development in Laguna Beach. So there is maybe a small chance that he's, like, friends with that developer or he's in on it very distantly and he knows that the house is vacant for 60 or 90 days or whatever. In the summer? I'm just putting it out there as a possibility. I mean, the only way that I could believe that would be if the owners of the property were like, it's worth it to give up a summer's worth of rental income to have this be the beach house that was on the hills because then we can jack the price so far up before rent. But I, I feel like it's got to be a relative's house or something because I mean... And we also never really see it again. Oh, really? No. Oh, yeah, I guess it's true because it's fall well, in season two. Season two just opens with them like pulling up to the new apartment. We don't see that place again. That's true. Yeah, you're right. It's only so, a yeah. So maybe it was some bullshit just for for filming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I can see that. Um. So now we're at Team Vogue, and it is LA Fashion Week, and Lisa Love, editor in chief, who we find out is actually not editor in chief of Team Vogue. She's like West Coast West Coast director. West Coast director. But in my heart, she will forever be editor in chief. Um, she tells Lauren and Whitney their various tasks for the week and Amy Astley, who actually is the editor in chief of Teen Vogue, apparently news to us, um, is coming in from New York and the girls will have to do all sorts of things. Um, Whitney gets to do some things for the Charlotte Ronson show at the Roosevelt Hotel. Yes, the Charlotte Ronson after party at the Roosevelt. I got so excited about, I wish I could be there for that. I know. And the Roosevelt Hotel becomes more important in the show's history also. 
Well, and I also thought it was very funny because this is the first time we've seen Fembot Lisa Love show any kind of genuine emotion. Yeah. And she, uh, she smiled. She did. And it looked painful. Like it hurt her face. <laughs> like it hurt her face to smile. Just a little. Yeah, but she she did smile. Yeah, and so Lauren is going to be working the Jennifer Nicholson show. Who we were both dumbfounded about, never yeah. heard of her. And if you have heard of her, or if there's some 2006 fashion moment that was Jennifer Nicholson that we missed, please let us know. Clue us in, please, yes. However, later in the episode, when we're actually at the Jennifer Nicholson show, we see Jack Nicholson sitting in the front row, and I'm like, oh... It's Jack Obviously Nicholson's her daughter. daughter. Yeah. Could even be his granddaughter at this point. Yeah, or <laughs> looking for us, it's not his wife. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we are at Bolt House. Um, well, no, before that, because we, do we already go to Bolt House or do we do, oh yes, that's right, we are at Bolt House because that's when yeah. Heidi gets invited to the Jennifer Nickerson show. How convenient. Yeah. So Brent Heidi gives her a ticket to Jennifer Nicholson. And she he calls Elodie on the phone from like across the office, which is really funny. I love that. Um, and Elodie always mocks Heidi. She's doing it in a supportive way, but she is pretty much making fun of her. Yeah. She was like, get right out of here. And Heidi, I wish this was more of like a, as to use your words, a seminal statement from the Hills. Like I wish people said this more. Heidi says life in Hollywood is so good right now. (laughs) And it is. It yeah. is. Well, because it really is for Heidi because Brent's being nice to her. She's getting to do the work she wants to do. She's single She's again. She's now able to go to the fashion show. Like, I, things yep. have really come around for her. Yeah. Um, and did you notice Elodie's eyebrows and hair? I noticed the hair. I did not notice the eyebrows. She has one of the worst bleach jobs I've ever seen. She dyed the eyebrows to match. Some people ask you to do that. I always talk them out of it. It's not a good idea. Um, but her, yeah, her poor hairdresser, it didn't help that it was pulled back in a bun, but she had what we in the industry call like hot roots. So her roots were a little like orangier than the rest of the blonde. Like it was a bad look. I mean, we're not orangey, but yellow. Like it was, it was not a good look. No, her hair is naturally darker than mine. And this was like white. Yeah. She'd obviously just gotten a bleach. I, when I'm, if I had to make an educated guess, I would say that she it was, was lightning slowly and like, not even so know. much slowly, but it was probably to get it to that level. She, I bet her scalp couldn't take the toner. So they were probably like, go home for three or four <laughs> days, come back and then we'll tone it. So your scalp doesn't burn off. Oh my God. Yeah. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like something burned off. Um, so then Lauren is arriving at the Jennifer Nicholson show in the car from Teen Vogue. And she is told that she gets kind of a last minute phone call from Lisa. Oh, no, no, no. She goes to the hotel. Oh, that's right. She goes yeah. to the hotel. They go to the Beverly Wilshire Hotel. And then she hops in the car. But she's well, told she needs to get two more tickets. But first, you're missing where we meet Amy Ashley in the lobby of the hotel. Yeah. Amy Ashley, for Ast- those who... Astley. Astley. <laughs> flawless. Yeah. She is fucking flawless. She's got that classic, like, New York fashion look. If those of you, the, her hair, the best way I could describe it would be Claire Underwood. I, everyone's coming and asking for Claire yes. Underwood's hair. She's got the Claire Underwood hair, but she's a little bit more blonde, like, yeah. all in black. So chic. And she makes Lisa Love look like her grandmother. Yeah. Like schlubby and yeah. like frizzy hair. Lisa Love looks like an elementary school teacher yeah. all of a sudden. And now we know why she is editor in chief and Lisa Love's just West Coast director. Because she is flawless. Like I was yeah. very impressed with her look. She looked like a fashion editor. Yeah. For sure. It was amazing. 
So they ask Lauren to get two more tickets to this show. Yes. And so Lauren gets in this town car and she's freaking out over the phone and she needs to get two more tickets to a sold out show and she doesn't know how it's possible and blah. Well, and they were very dismissive. They were like, oh yeah, just get two more tickets. Tell them it's for two of the editors of Vogue. Yeah. And not even Teen Vogue, a Vogue, no, Vogue. proper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Lauren's on her sidekick in the car freaking out. And so then... She gets to the show, and we have our very first Ugh. introduction Ugh. to Bravo hero Kelly Kelly Catrone. Oh God, she's one of our favorites. So Kelly Catrone runs People's Revolution, and they produce fashion shows. Yes, you will meet her later in the series. She is a badass bitch. She she's in all the best sense of the word. Yeah, she is probably my series another series MVP for me. She is no nonsense. I mean, I. I fucking love her. In fact, we may have to do a series after the Hills Have Size on Kel on Earth. Like, we may have to revisit that. She went on to have her own show because she's that amazing. She's that amazing. I think it was only one season. I loved all of it. So good. Yeah. So good. So, Kelly's wearing her little, like, you know, fashion producer headset. And Lauren, I don't know whether they purposely didn't give her direction to make her look stupid or whether she is that forgetful. But she can't, she was like, I don't know, they didn't give me names, I just need two more tickets. Well, which they didn't give her names. She, she, I mean, I feel like she she repeated what she was told, which she said, I need two more tickets that I was told to tell you that they were for two editors of Teen Vogue. She was a little more stumbly than I'm saying it. Yeah. Um, and Kelly Catron was not having it. Well, and Kelly Catron said, I mean, I love Lisa Love, but this is 11th hour. Yeah. Who and, are they? Yeah, who are they? And I know everyone at Vogue. I know yeah. every editor at Vogue, which ones? Yep. Which is awesome. Yeah, Watch pretty awesome. Um, and then we get to... Um, oh, you know, because then she finds out the names, right? Well, she runs into Heidi and Audrina first. Yes. And um, again, Heidi is really proving her devotion to the friendship in this scene, which I find really interesting. Lauren is wigging the fuck out over she really these tickets. Is. And Heidi's like, it's no big deal. We'll figure it out. Like, let's go talk to that lady again. You know, like, she's got a little cocktail in her hand. She's like, it's okay. We'll just go back to the park. Heidi and Audrina. Yeah. Together, yeah. I mean, Audrina's just not saying anything. But um, Heidi does a good job of trying to, like, help Lauren out. And actually goes back to Kelly Catrone with Lauren. You can see Heidi standing right behind her. Well, now, this I have one thought on that. And I was really happy this didn't happen. Because I was going to be upset with Heidi. Because I was going to be like, bitch, stop bending over and taking it. I was afraid because Heidi specifically says, oh, Brent gave me two tickets. So I brought Adrena. I was so afraid that Heidi was going to be like, oh, take my tickets. I know. You need two tickets. Just take mine. I thought for a minute Lauren was going to ask her for them. Yeah. And I'm glad that didn't go down because I would have been like, Lauren would not have done that for you. So like, fuck this noise. Yeah. Um, I also thought Adrena was hardly underdressed for this fashion show. I mean, didn't she just have like jeans and a top on? No, it was like a turquoisey dress. But I mean, I it was a very casual dress, yeah. very casual yeah. and not, I mean, I, I think if it had been black, it all must have been okay. But because, I don't know, fashion week, I feel like it should be black and white, but whatever. I just, I just thought for, for the event, it, she was just not dressed very well. Yeah. Um, but then they all go back to Kelly Catrone at the like front desk or whatever you want to call them. Well, Lauren got the names. She got the names yeah. and goes back. After to multiple calls. Yeah. And... But then she forgets one of the names when she gets up there. That was annoying. That was, I was like, you fucking bitch. Cause it was. So the two names are Hamish Bowles and uh-huh. Lauren Howell. Yes. And she combines them into one name. She goes, yes. it's Hamish Bowles and who's the Bowles? Yeah. <laughs> and Kelly Catron is like, no, Hamish Bowles is one person. 
<laughs> which is amazing. And then Lauren just like can't come up with this name. And she eventually spits out Lauren Howell. And Kelly Catrone gives her the biggest eye roll. Oh, side eye, eye roll. It's, like, it's beautiful. Just like, ugh. And then she says, you're going to have to move quicker than this if you want to make it in fashion, honey. Yep, which is true. <laughs> now, I have a little note about Hamish. Hamish Bowles. Hamish yeah. Bowles. Um, they're walking in, and Hamish Bowles is the human embodiment of a homosexual whooping crane. <laughs> like, that's the only way I know how to describe him. Like, that's what he looked like to me. Like a whooping crane <clears throat> in a pink sweater. <laughs> and uh, it, ridiculous. Yeah. He looked like a, car- a cartoon character. Yeah. I mean, the editors of Vogue are eccentric, to say the least. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, totally. Andre Leon Talley is, he's quite a cartoon character also. I guess that's true, but this is Teen Vogue. I, don't know. I mean, But he's Hamish? a Vogue editor. Well, I know, but is Hamish was Vogue or was he Teen Vogue? He was Vogue. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, he's, they are straight, like, New York fashion eccentrics, for sure. Yes. I don't know why they would go see this Jennifer Nicholson show. I've never even heard of her as a... I'm sure as a favorite of Jack. I, don't, I mean... I guess. First of all, I, I mean, not to be a East Coast elitist dick, but, like, LA Fashion Week is nothing. I know. Nothing. I know. Like, people don't, I mean, it's not a big deal at all. No. I know. So I don't get why they would be flying in from New York. It just seems stupid to me. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Um... So then the the fashion show seems to go well, you know, yeah. nothing nothing happens after they get in and the next day, presumably the next day, we're back at Teen Vogue and Lisa Love wants to talk to Lauren and she kind of shits her pants and says, just me. And Blaine, our favorite Bayside Tiger, says, yep, just Lauren. And Lauren mouths to Whitney, that's never good. <laughs> and then Whitney says like, well, last time you got in trouble. But, and Lauren says, yeah, thanks for that. So Lauren has been, as Lisa puts it, nominated to go to Paris. And Lisa, Fembot Lisa, like this was, I feel like this is her breakout episode. She seemed <laughs> genuinely happy for mm-hmm. her and ha- emoted more than I've ever seen her emote. Usually she's just so stoic and stone-faced. Now, the only thing that I can attribute this to is because, and she's offering Lauren something that we'll talk about in a minute, is that she's getting rid of Lauren. Yes. Like, I think she's giddy because she's getting rid of Lauren and she doesn't have to deal with her anymore. Yeah. I will admit that I was surprised that Lauren was given the opportunity. So she said that Lauren did a great job in Fashion Week and has, you know, all year long or whatever, but... I don't feel like we've seen that. It almost feels like the equivalent of Heidi and Jordan's breakup, but with Lauren's internship. Yeah. You know, she's been bitching about the shoots. She didn't go above and beyond and go to the beach that day. She went home because it was Jason's birthday. Her very first task of the Young Hollywood Party, we already know she didn't really mess up, but according to the show, she messed up pretty bad. And, you know, she got these two tickets to the fashion show, but does that really say, like, top of the line intern? Well, and I... I think this entire thing is fake. Yeah. I don't think Paris was ever really on the table. No, I don't either. I don't think MTV was going to film in Paris. No. I think the whole thing was fake. Yeah. I don't think Lauren was ever offered to go to Paris. Yeah, I don't either. No. Not at all. No. Um, Well, because the other thing was that I thought was interesting is that she says, um, New York City thinks you can do it. 
So, so that means the New York offices of Teen Vogue. Well, what interaction have they had for from her other than her alleged five hour trip to New York? Well, no. So what she says at the very beginning of the meeting is she says Amy Astley was very impressed with you, who was with Lauren for two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. Well, it was LA Fashion Week, and we saw one night of it. But yes, I agree. I think the yeah, whole it was thing two minutes. Just, yeah, it's a crap it's, of shit. it was full of crap. Like I don't think that Paris was ever on the table. No. There was no MTV was going to pay to film there. Like it's just it was it was never a real thing. Yeah. So then Lauren goes back to the closet and tells Whitney. Oh, real quick, I have one more thing because yeah, this yeah. made me laugh. So what Lisa Love says and is giddy and giggling, and I think again because she wanted to get rid of her. Says, you, if you go to Paris, you you won't want to come back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think Lisa was more like, and I don't want you to come back either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stay over there. We'll buy you a one-way ticket. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Lauren goes back to the closet and tells Whitney about, you know, that she was given this opportunity. And all Whitney can say is, shut up. Well, and I, if I shut was Whitney... up. Like, I... And I feel like Whitney... <sighs> as the better intern, I'd be pissed. Exactly. And I feel like Whitney wasn't. I feel like she was genuinely like shocked and happy for her. Yeah. If I was in Whitney's position, because I'm more of a Heidi, I I would have (laughs) wanted to claw her eyes out and been like, fuck you, bitch. Like, I actually work. Like, I do a good job. Yeah. And and I'm going, I mean, New York is great, but like, you get Paris? Like, screw you. You should get Albuquerque, you cunt. Like, I I don't know. I was... it was not, I, I mean, kudos to Whitney and Big Anya for like being such a big person about it, but yeah. I would not have reacted the same way. Yeah. But then Whitney says like, but you've got to do it, right? And she's being so supportive in my, in my note, I just say Whitney MVP in yeah. huge letters. Cause she's so supportive and so nice. And Lauren's like, well, I already have my plans with Jason. And Whitney's like, but this is Paris and this is couture. Like you have to. And my note says Elsie, idiot. I mean, because I'm sorry, this is, it's your, your fashion dreams are coming true and you're ready to flush them down the toilet for some idiot high school boy, basically. With a chin strap. And if you are, and this is what kind of bugs me because we've established that, that our theory and synopsis is that Lauren thinks that she and Jason are together forever. Yes. But this is true love and they're going to be together forever. If that's the case, and I know that time and stuff is different when you're 20, but to leave for two and a half months, it's just two and a half months, really, um, to pursue your dreams and do something that's going to skyrocket your career and give that, I mean, it's just, it's inconceivable. Yeah. And I think she deserves nothing. Yeah. Like nothing. Nothing. So then we have the same exact conversation with Heidi and Lauren at home on the couch. And what the fuck is wrong with their couch? I don't know. It's like missing cushions. Yeah, missing a cushion. Like, I mean, this couch <laughs> looks like it has been destroyed. Yeah. And it's not even a year old. No. It almost, like, it looks like the couch that's left over at, like, a frat house or yeah. something. Like, it's gross. Yeah, like, they pulled it from the alley behind, like, <laughs> Phi Kappa Beta and <laughs> threw it in their living room. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um... So then she tells Heidi about this opportunity. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Heidi says, I mean, that's a huge deal. Lauren is again, like super, super congratulatory of her. And Lauren again says like, oh yeah, but I've got this beach house with my fucking She's loser. She's so dismissive. It's like everyone's excited for her, but her. Yep. 
And it's so annoying. I mean, even Heidi, Heidi, who I honestly thought would have also been jealous. Like Heidi, I would have thought would have been like, fuck, I don't get to go to Paris for now. Even Heidi was like, this is amazing. Yeah, like, good on you. Like, this is awesome. And Lauren's just like, nah. But my and then Heidi boyfriend. says, like, do you really think it's going to jeopardize things with Jason? Because like, which I think what she's implying is like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. And who cares? Like, if Jason gets a little mad about it, he'll get over it. If he and loves you. Also, let's be real. Your layabout, no working boyfriend can fucking hop on a plane that's and he I can was, spend summer in Paris. That's what I was thinking. What's stopping him from going to Paris? Yeah. I don't know. He seems to have nothing but money to burn. He could drink absinthe and chain smoke for the whole summer. Like, yeah. what's the problem? Yeah. He's got a passport. And you know what? I bet, I, now that I think about it, I bet the internship is probably really only a month and a half because Europe shuts down in August. Yeah. So I bet it was only through the end of July. Yeah. Like, I, this is, I mean, just dumb. I know. I know. And where are her parents? Like, I know she's an adult, but you think that her parents would be like, look, dummy. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, they're they're obviously, they're paying for it. Well, I mean, we know MTV's paying for the apartment, but in theory, in fantasy land, suspension <laughs> of disbelief, her parents are bankrolling this because she's in school and she's at an internship. You think they would be like, hey, idiot, like, you're in fashion school and you have a chance as a sophomore to do this internship in Paris and you're going to, you're going to blow it off for your boyfriend. I don't know. I know. I know. It makes me want to just shake her, like shake her like a baby. Yeah. There is a moment in season one of Laguna beach when they all go to Cabo for spring break, where you see Lauren's dad actually talking to Kristen Cavallari's dad, their friends. And he says like, well, as far as I'm concerned, Lauren's an adult. She's 18. She makes her own decisions. And Kristen's dad looks kind of like scared. <laughs> And he was like, eh, yeah, Kristen's only 17. You know, like, he's, like, not down with that. But Lauren's dad is. So maybe that's how they feel about it. Um, so then we go to this mansion in Malibu. I mean, on the beach, you guys. Like, no, this no, no. Is not, it's, it's on the water. Yeah. But it's, but it's on piles. It's not sand front. I did notice that. Yeah. True. So they keep talking about how they're going to spend all this time at the beach, but they actually can't, like, swim where they are. It's, like, rocky and, like... Well, no, but it looked like sand and then the piles. No, no, no. No? Mm-mm. Okay. It was rocks, piles, and porch. Okay. Yeah. Um, but Jason is just sitting there listening to his, like, brand new iPod, it looked like. And well, I thought that was a little weird, too. I don't listen to music on headphones when I'm home alone. Um, I do. Oh, you do? Okay. I mean, I just listen. Well, I live by myself, but. Yeah. Like, when I'm cleaning or something like that. I don't know. Um, okay. That, I mean, that wasn't that weird to me, but I thought it was weirder that he was just sitting on the couch, like staring out the window. Yeah. Yeah. It, it like, he wasn't doing anything while listening to music. Well, I think I know why. Yeah. Well, because when Lauren comes in, she goes, look at you just relaxing. And I wrote relaxing equals pot. <laughs> I think he was stoned. <laughs> oh yeah. Probably. I think he was stoned and just like looking at the waves and yeah. Well, so my other theory about all of this as we watched is that I think after some of the tumultuous times they had with Jason and his drinking and his drug use, clearly New Year's Eve and all these other arguments and yeah. things like that. I think this was a summer attempt to try and sober Jason up a little oh, bit. Oh, to clean him up? Yes. Because they want to spend the summer alone. And later when they have a conversation, you know, even in this scene, Jason says like, whatever you want to do, I'll, you know, I'll be here for you with in regards to Lauren going to Paris, which is very supportive and the right thing that he was supposed to do. Yes. Jason was super supportive yeah. and seemed genuinely so. And he I was says, very surprised by that. He says, I'll support you no matter what, because you've always been there for, for me. me. Mm-hmm. So then later when we cut back to them talking about it again, um, he tells Lauren, I'm proud of you. 
And she says, I'm really proud of you too. Now, do you think that it would be so interesting if this was happening today? Because if that was the case and this was a dry out summer, it would be featured so prominently. Like that would have been a storyline. Yeah. Would have been like, oh, like Jason. I mean, kind of like to, to, like in Vanderpump Rules. Like the yeah. whole thing with Sheena and Shay. Yep. Like I think it would have been very prominently shown and it would have been more like, oh, this is why we're doing this. And we're gonna, and it would have explained a little bit more. It would have given a reason not to go to Paris. Right. Like, oh, I'm keeping my, I'm going to help him stay sober. I'm going to. Right. But then I also wonder if MTV didn't really want to own up to the fact that while in their clutches, Jason was just nothing oh, but an addict. I'm sure they didn't. Because this was the MTV period when there was like Real World Hawaii where Ruthie was driving drunk. Like, yeah. I mean, their whole like mission statement at the time was like, get these kids wasted and have them do fucked up shit. Right. So I'm assuming the dry out thing was probably Lauren. Or his parents. Or his parents, yeah. And, parents. and he said like, well, what if I just stay with Lauren this summer? And they were like, that's fine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. So that's that's what I'm convinced it was. Um, so, but anyway, Jason does tell her the right thing. He does. Yeah, you know, he says like you should go and I'll I'll be here. Which makes well, he me... doesn't say you should go, but he says whatever you decide, I'll be here. But he kind of does. I mean, he doesn't say the words you should go, but he basically is like that's an amazing opportunity. And I, this makes me even madder at her. I know, but she, Not... it, it's so. I mean, it's just like you. Stupid bitch. She had the support to go. Yeah, but it's so, I mean, dumb. Like, it's just annoying. I mean, and granted, it makes a little sense if, like you said, behind the scenes, this was a dry out summer for him, and she felt like she needed to be there for him, and we will never know that. But, and obviously it didn't work, but um, <laughs> it's just, I, I can't, like, I'm just mad at her. I know, I am too. I'm just mad at her. Yeah. Like, dummy. Yep. So this is about to wrap up, but before we do, we have a quick scene at the pool and Frank noticed something. Oh my exciting gosh, you guys, I got so excited. There were other people in the pool <laughs> for the first time in the whole season. Yep. It was a woman and her child <gasps> in like a floaty. Oh, so they're actual children in this pool. I, I got so excited. Yeah. So excited. I, the first time we've ever seen another person in the pool. There we go. Ever. Now we know. Amazing. So... Heidi and Audrina are having this conversation about how awesome and single they're going to be all summer. And the whole point is you're so over Jordan. And she's like, I know I really am. I don't know what I was thinking. You know, Heidi doesn't give a fuck. No, she's not looking back at all. Does not. Nope. Um, and now I love that Heidi and I listeners, I have to admit that I have this syndrome too. Um, she was basically describing a syndrome I have, which I call now that I can have him. I don't want him anymore. Syndrome. Which in the rest of her dating life is that she's like, oh, I date someone and I go out with them once or twice and then I just can't be bothered anymore and somebody else likes me. And it's all about the chase. And I think Heidi is all about the chase and at her core and that she's looking forward to that again, that like being chased. Yeah, for sure. And um, she apparently was a preschool slut. Yeah. She told us that in preschool, not even elementary school, mind you, but preschool. I had a different boy every day. Every day. Different boyfriend every day. Yeah. Yeah. And how we are in preschool is how we are in life. I hope she doesn't mean her stepfather. <laughs> <laughs> oh, below the belt. So then MTV in the ultimate move of, of suspense, we see Lauren packing big pink suitcase. We've come full circle on big pink suitcase. Oh yes. And Lauren is wearing, it's not an ugly outfit, but what I have written down is that she looks like fucking sailor Barbie. I was thinking, well, I, not still, I was thinking Laura Ashley Sailor, but it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. So she is wearing the, it's, 
almost bigger than Black Python headband. It's white. Mm-hmm. And she is wearing a navy um, strapless, relatively form-fitting, but then it flows out after the hip the dress. The top is a little loose. Yeah. Yeah. It was jersey or something. Yeah. It wasn't like a... It was like a ruffle. Yeah. And it had some white rope lace. A bow. Yeah. Bow, like laced at the top. And then but she... But like shoelace size. Yeah. Yeah. Almost yeah. like a, a bar wench. Yeah. Kind of lace up thing. <laughs> yeah. And then these heels that are, I, I don't know how to describe them. They almost look like, they're like modern Pollyanna or like. <laughs> to me, they look like a high heeled version of like a saddle shoe. Yeah. They were like an Oxford kind of, but they were navy and white. White. To like perfectly match this fugly dress. Now, if I had to restyle her, I would leave the shoes, put her in some white, like fitted capris and like a blue, like striped top. And really go full sailor with it. Because I thought the shoes were cute. The shoes were cute. But it was too like matchy-matchy but not matchy-matchy. Like the whole outfit, it was weird. And she did. She looked like... And she was carrying a massive white purse that looked more like a gym bag than a purse. Yeah. It's... It was big. It was big. And, and I love a big purse, but it was just the shape of it too. It was more duffel style. Yeah, it did not look like a purse. Yeah. Um, and then she and Heidi have this kind of bizarre exchange where they're saying goodbye to each other, presumably for the entire summer. And it's like, well, don't get a new best friend. Well, don't get a new roommate. It's like, actually, you did want her to get a new roommate. You're fucking ditching her either way. Well, but I thought the exchange was weird because we're under the assumption that they're, they didn't give up their lease. So September school starts again for Lauren. She has to live there again. I thought that was weird and dumb. Now, the other thing, and we've dealt with this before. I know I brought this up when I talked about the fact that, like, Laguna is not that far from L.A. Again, Malibu is not that far from L.A. And they're acting like we're not going to see each other all summer. Like Malibu is basically a suburb of L.A. I'm sure that Heidi's going to want to go to the beach. I'm sure that Lauren and Jason are going to want to go to dinner. I mean, it's just it's stupid. Yeah. To act like, oh, I'm not going to see you all summer. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, I know. Especially since Heidi is working all summer, running all the hot clubs, getting everybody in. I mean, you are expecting to believe that she and Jason are going to be sequestered in this beach house and never go out? Like, that's... I'm not believing that. I mean, maybe that's what they built it as because they're trying to get him clean. Like, they tried to make it seem like they were just, like, abandoning everybody for the summer. Well, but here's the thing is that... That may be how they were billing it, but MTV isn't stupid and they know that they need to keep them in the public eye. So... There's no way they would be like, stay home summer and do nothing. They're like, we want you in the tabloids. We want you in Us Weekly. We want people to remember who you are so that when the show comes back. Yeah. And I need to take a look and see. We need to find out when season one, I mean, episode one of season two aired. Because I don't think it was that long in between the end of season one. It probably wasn't. Just a couple months. So. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait either. (laughs) So then, um... Lauren, I actually, I thought the show did a good job with like the continuity season wide. Like the show starts with Lauren pulling up to the Hillside Villas in her BMW and pink suitcase. And it ends with her leaving Leaving. Hillside Villas with her pink suitcase. Um, So she gets in the car and she's driving and we're hearing this song about how beautiful Los Angeles is. And we cut to a shot of Lisa Love waiting on the curb at LAX. And it's filmed bizarrely, stupidly tensely. Yeah. I mean, obviously it wasn't. They're using tense music. They're making it seem like she's getting out of the car. Yeah. I have a lot to say about this Lisa Love Airport thing. Okay. And then we get another shot of Jason 
waving on the porch. Pensively staring yeah. on the balcony, like pensively staring off yep. into the horizon. And Lauren's just in the car and we don't know where she's going. No, we no just, clue. We don't know what she's going to choose. Um, so while this is happening and we keep, the, the camera keeps flipping back and forth between Lisa Love, Jason, Lisa Love, Jason. It's so tense. And Jason's doing nothing but staring. Now Lisa Love is checking her phone. Looks like she's calling people and she checks her bag with a sky cap and she... And she has some dope looks, luggage. Yeah, she does. Well, yeah. how could she not? I mean, I, I am surprised that she's taking a duffel wherever she's going, but it's a cool duffel. Yeah. It's very cool. It's like navy blue with some dope straps and like a cool zipper. I Yeah, I want to it's know who very made that. Cute. Yeah. Um, so she's looking annoyed and like, where is this? Pr-? I mean, you could, she's getting, it seems like they're making it seem like she's getting antsy, even though she's not. Now, my issue with this is that I find it completely unbelievable that the West Coast director of Teen Vogue would be flying with the intern from Teen Vogue to Paris. We don't, why is Lisa Lowe going to Paris? Like that, it doesn't even make sense. I don't think she'd be flying with the intern. Like, none of that. That's nonsensical. I, I, I don't even think they were going anywhere. I think it was an airport shot just for the show. Yeah. I think it was all fake. So now the other question is, so let's, let's reveal what really happens to okay. those who don't know. Lauren drives straight to Malibu. Of course, because she's a fucking idiot. Yeah, if you couldn't pick up on that already, Lauren goes straight to fucking Malibu. Idiot. And, but in a pleasant twist for those of us who were like screaming and throwing things at the TV in 2006, Whitney shows up at LAX and gets to go to Paris. Round of applause, MVP. Our girl Whitney. Our girl Whit. Way to put your career first, honey. So now my question is, did Whitney go to Paris or did she just go to, to New York? That's what we're wondering. Yeah. Um, that, cause that's the big question. And, um, I don't know. Cause I could see Lisa love going to New York with Whitney and sort of introducing her more to the New York team sure. and then flying back. Yeah, sure. Well, no, I, I don't even think that would happen. I, 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 if you're an intern, I think you just go and it would have been June. Well, no, cause it wouldn't have been. I was, it, it I, was, like, I was trying to see if it would be like spring fashion week in New York, but it wouldn't be or Paris. No, it would that's not. like February or March. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, um, February or March though is for it's the fall. fall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think that they would have. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, 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 Teen Vogue is someone who allegedly flew Lauren from LA to New York to deliver a dress. They're not going to be like, oh, let me handhold you to your internship. Even if it is Whitney, like it just seems weird to me. Oh yeah. And totally faked. I think they were like, show up in front of the, of the thing. We're going to have a fake sky cap. Pretend to get your bag. We'll film this quick thing and then we'll be done. Yeah. Probably. But that's it. I mean. End of season one. Yeah. Whitney's fucking aces and yeah. Lauren's fucking up. An idiot. <laughs> Heidi's doing a maze. Yeah. Single and ready to mingle. Hanging out with Audrina. Like yeah. queen of the clubs. Yeah. My girl. Yeah. My girl doing it up. Yeah. Um, your, your two spirit animals are combining. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and mine made a huge mistake. <laughs> Hyduina. I'm going to call them Hyduina from now on. Oh, God. <laughs> Is that your new drag name? Oh, t- it should be. Oh, my God. It totally should be. RuPaul, I'm talking to you. Here I come. <laughs> Here I come. Um... But I think that the, 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 the nice thing about season one is it really introduces us to the characters, um, yeah. especially a lot of people knew Elsie from Laguna, but not that much about Heidi and Audrina's new. Um, so it was a nice 10, little 10 episodes to so introduce us to everyone. And the meat 
is where we get into next because season two oh. has 28 episodes. <laughs> so that's we really get into some shit. Buckle up, everybody. It's going to be really, really good. So do you have do you have a favorite moment from season one? Gosh, that's a really good question. Um, do I have a favorite moment from season one? You know what? I think my favorite moment from season one, I think it's when Jason returns. I mean, not a specific moment, but I feel like that really turned it around when Jason returns. Yeah. I mean, that that really kicks things off. How about you? What's your... I think my favorite moment is when Lauren and Heidi are getting dressed and they and they say, do you care what you look like? <laughs> that was pretty good. That was yeah. a good one. <laughs> that was just a little tidbit I didn't remember and I really loved it. But I agree. I mean, Jason makes the season worth watching. Yeah. Because this show really needs a villain and hang on to that for season two, everybody. Oh, gosh. Because a villain is a common and it is good. And he's blonde and evil. Oh, so it's so good. Yeah. Um, now we don't have a next episode for season, uh, for episode one. Or yeah. We don't, have, we, we don't have scenes from the next. Yes. Yeah, so we don't have scenes from the next. Um, just because when this ended, then there yeah. wasn't one because it's a new season. But I do have exciting news for those of you out there listening. I know we've been getting a lot of questions and comments about like, we haven't seen the Hills in forever and we want to watch along with you guys and catch up. Unfortunately, season one, you have to purchase. But amazing news Seasons two through six are on Hulu totally for free. So starting next episode, you guys can watch along with us. So if you want to be clued into what we're talking about, um, pull up your Hulu and watch season two, episode one. (sighs) And that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter at B. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at franklymareb at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey It's Mare B. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe. Until next time. <laughs>